Hi, I'm Susan. And this is Diane. And this is When Autumn Comes. Look, life sometimes just looks different than we thought it would. This is a podcast for mamas and for people who love them, whose lives were flipped upside down as a doctor looked into our eyes and explained our child's prognosis. Or for the mamas who get very little sleep as they face symptoms and behaviors that just aren't typical for other children. This is a place where we can take on this journey together because we know that this can be a sad, lonely, misunderstood path. But we also know that as colder temperatures and darker days begin to appear, so do the golden leaves and beautiful sunsets of autumn. We know that life comes in seasons. We know that in our world, 24 hours can hold so much change that it feels like four seasons in one day. We are here to let you share your story, let you laugh and let you cry, let you learn and let you grow, together with other mothers, when autumn comes. Is it weird that I feel insecure about releasing an episode of Insecurities into the world? On today's episode, Diane and I are going to talk about some of our insecurities or where we may lack confidence in ourselves. We're not necessarily talking about the things related to motherhood, but we're going to talk about some of the things that kind of make us the people we are, the things that we often don't really get to talk about because we're so busy keeping tiny humans alive. I feel really awkward about this episode. I feel like I talked in circles for most of it, but I really hope that by opening up a little bit that a listener out there can relate in some way, shape, or form. Well, welcome back to, I almost said the 4am mom club. This is not the 4am mom club. Get your serious voice on. Get your serious voice. Welcome back to When Autumn Comes. Today, Diane and I are going to talk about insecurities. We are going to open up our hearts and talk about some of our insecurities. One of the things that we really wanted to do when we started this podcast was have our interviews. But we, for me, it was very important that Diane and I had at least once a month where we just sat and talked like two moms about serious things, not just hummingbirds and wine during the 4am mom club. No, (laughs) but to just sit and have a conversation between two moms, that's not really an interview Mm -hmm. because I feel like part of this journey is super lonely. A lot of this journey Mm -hmm. is super lonely. And to know that other moms feel the same way as you it's helpful. Absolutely. It's really helpful. And honestly, when we kind of started this, we said it's cheaper than therapy. And this is kind of our therapy to be able to, you know, set aside time, connect and really talk about things that are on our heart, but we may not have the time or the energy to just open up to on a random, you know, Friday night over the phone. So it also takes mental bandwidth. I think like you Mm -hmm. have to be in the right mindset to just sit down with a friend and unload and mm-hmm. no one's ever really comfortable being like, hi, hi, Diane. I want to talk about my insecurities. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally. So let's get into it. Let's get, let's into, get it. into it. I, I picked this topic and Diane was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> because I'm I know very, I have a lot of them. I'm a but very just, insecure person, but Diane is not. Well, that's not true. But in different ways, I feel like we're insecure. Yeah. I feel like the first thing I want to say 
as I'm unloading is that prior to having kids, prior to Lorelai, I had a lot of insecurities. And I think whether it was my weight or, you know, I was never the cool kid. I was always picked last for things. I had two kids in first grade. When I invited them, I handed them a little invitation to my birthday party in first grade, and they tore it up on the playground and said, who would ever want to come to your birthday party? <gasps> Susan. And like, yeah. Like I, you know, things like that though, they like follow you through life and they make mm-hmm. you have certain insecurities about whether it's friendships or whether you're good enough. And just because your life chapter changes and I go from Susan married traveling, having fun to Susan in a hospital with two medically complex, fragile children, those insecurities don't go away. Mm -mm. I feel like I'm in fight or flight mode so often that my insecurities get pushed down to the bottom of my list of concerns, but they're still there all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really interesting that you talked about, I, I don't know, would you consider insecurity and lack of confidence the same? I think maybe. I think it's kind of the same because like I have written here like the insecurity of being a medical parent thinking, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I am not confident in my skills. Like I cannot do this. Yeah. I feel like it kind of tagging insecurity to lack of confidence, maybe just a little bit more descriptive. Cause I always felt like I, I never had a lot of confidence as a child. I was always very fearful of doing things and whether that was a fear of like not being able to do them well or screwing up mm. or just being scared of what the outcome looked like. Like I was petrified to go to college. I was petrified to, I mean, the smallest things. I was just always plagued with just anxiety. But I can't say that I can pinpoint or describe like an insecurity going through childhood, I guess. I don't know if I was ever like, oh, I don't have a ton of friends or, you know, or I'm not really happy with my body. I mean, I was like a sports person and I was decent at sport. I don't know. It was so it's it's interesting kind of picking apart confidence versus insecurity and what that means because they're they're kind of one and the same. But I feel like also insecurity might add a description to confidence or lack of confidence. Does that make sense? And vice versa, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's speak to like body image. Mm-hmm. I am I am very insecure with how I look right now. I've always been on the bigger side. And I mean, I'm not petite. I remember, I think I've been like a size 10 since third grade. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm bigger than a size 10. Let's just get that out there. But having kids changes your body. I mean, my boobs are saggy and my, you know, like, Mm-hmm. I I I want Botox for Mother's Day. And it's not because there's something wrong, but I feel like it would make me feel more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look less angry. But, <laughs> you know, there's things like that that I think – I don't really know where I wanted to go with this conversation, but I really think that I spend so much of my time keeping my tiny humans alive mm-hmm. that – my insecurities, my lack of confidence, the things that throw me off or make me uncomfortable about myself. Like I don't give them enough credit. If Botox helps me feel a little more less grimacy, 
you know, like maybe that's something to consider. I'm sure right now my mom and my husband, my husband doesn't listen. We've already covered that. But like my mom is listening going, you don't need Botox. But like, I know you want to know what my husband said to me. Would Jesus want you to get Botox? Do you think he would love you more? I was like, I hate you. (laughs) No, he wouldn't. But here I am. I don't think Jesus would not want me to get it. I don't know. I'd have I will save that one for a conversation on the other side. You're beautiful the way you are. But here's the deal. I think that I always hope that it's there's an endpoint, right? There's a destination of self-love. And if I work this hard to get from point A to point B, I'm gonna be there. Like you look at these people that are like, I just do it for myself. I can't honestly say that I do just do it for myself. I do it to feel, you know, whether I exercise or put on makeup or whatever, like I want to feel good, but what about that makes me feel good? Is it that? That society says that that's how you have to be to feel good. Exactly. So there's like this admiration that I feel for these people and wonder how, I think it's more than just, you know, putting on makeup, exercising. It's like this self-love of, uh, you know, I accept myself. I love myself, but I don't know if I know what that means and how to get there. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? A little bit. I'm a little confused too. It's like, do you know those people that just walk around like no makeup, they sport their gray hair yeah, and they like radiate this beauty about them? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is it? Like, how do you have that? How do you age gracefully? How do you, I'm not saying like, let yourself go and feel good about it or, you know, but they're just like, yes, my, like, like my mom belly housed three children for how many months? And I love my body for that. Uh, I can't really say that that's how I feel. Like, I don't appreciate my body for homing my children for that long. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You cut yeah. that out. Does that even make sense? No, it does. It does. And I think when I look in the mirror, I do correct myself and say, like, your body grew to humans. Mm-hmm. And then just before we hit record, I was like showing you my flabby arms. And, you know, I'm like, I hate this. But you look at it and you're like, it's not like I don't see anything. And, right. you know, I've asked my husband, he's all into like weightlifting and stuff in the garage right now. And, and, I've asked him like, well, what do I have to do? Like how many times a day can I like run into the garage and lift something heavy to take care of these little angel wings? And he's like, well, you know, diet has a lot to do with losing weight. And I was like, no, I know. But then I have to step back and tell myself, you're trying to survive keeping tiny humans alive. And Mm -hmm. if you need to eat half a sleeve of Thin Mints, then like do what you have to do to survive today. Um, Like get yourself in check as this keeps going. I'm constantly trying to give myself grace to get through my insecurities, but there's really no point to this. I I feel like I'm just talking in circles. At what point do you face your insecurities and say like, I'm calling bullshit. You did grow humans. You did pump and breastfeed. No wonder your boobs are saggy. You pumped for 10 months, twice, 45 minutes a session, 10 times a day. No wonder. Right. Speaking to diet specifically, like I have been up and down weight, you know, like 20 pounds my whole life. Like I'll go up and I'll go down. And I think it's not just about not eating that half a sleeve of Oreos. Like there's something deeper about it. But 
we don't actually have the time to dive into our own self-care, which like I have a love-hate relationship with that whole concept, but our own self-care because aside from working full-time, like truly caring for special needs kids is a full-time job. And then you add all that weight on. And so there's more to it than just saying no. It's like, what am I doing this for? And I've never learned why. I've never learned like why two weeks out of the month I can not, you know, eat sugar and drink during the week. And then the other two weeks I literally come home and I shovel in peanut M&Ms like by the handfuls until I'm like kind of sick. Why do we do that? I have no idea, but I certainly don't have the time to dive in to figure that out at this point. I don't know. Okay. So what else do you feel broader topics you're insecure about? I feel like in this medical mom journey, one of the insecurities that has stood out to me a lot is, is this person really my friend? When I was editing Dr. Jenna Wheeler's episode last week, at the end of it, I made the comment, the flu brought me you and Jenna. In the editing, I listen to myself go, I mean, I think we're friends. Like, you know, I don't really know why I have so many friends that are doctors at this point or nurses. And I step back and go, are they becoming friends with everybody? Or am I just talking to them too much? Or are we really friends? Like, I mean, I text one doctor about Judge Judy every night. Like, is she just putting up with me? Or does she really like to talk about Judge Judy and how silly the plaintiff looks? You know, no, I know, right? (laughs) Um, I think that that's part of, in general, I don't know what it's like to make friends as a mom, a 30-something mom. And I've talked to some friends who have typical children, and they're at a weird place you know, like navigating, finding friends, other mom friends, there's like a, are we really friends? Like, how do you, I mean, I had a, I had two kids on the playground tear up my invitation, you know, like, how do you become friends with people? And I don't know. I Do you feel like people, if they told you the respect that they had for your friendship or whatever, do you think that bring you some sense of comfort? Or do you think it's like, nothing having to do with the actual friendship, but more having to do with you being insecure about, do people really like me for who I am? Or is it, are they friends with me because I have a medical, two medical kids that, so they kind of have to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Are they friends with me because they feel bad for me? Are they, you know, I, I've had people from high school that are acquaintances who started following Lorelai's story And I don't, like one person in particular, I haven't talked to her since probably eighth grade. And she would reach out every time Lorelai was inpatient and want to know the scoop. And you know what? Like, I don't know you. You're an acquaintance from eighth grade. Like, I'm not going to give you the scoop to the point where she started reaching out to other friends of mine. And saying, hey, what's going on with Lorelai? So do these people want to be my friends because there's drama? Because Mm -hmm. there's, you know, with the Fridays with Lorelai page, if I post that she's dying and she's struggling, we get like a thousand likes and a thousand shares. If I post that, I remember the one day she like took her first steps in her gate trainer and I got like 20 likes. And to me, 
Like that was powerful. Like my kid who was never going to walk was taking first steps and her gait trainer and the world didn't think so. So it, are people liking me because there's drama and darkness? I just, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I'm making any sense with any of this. And I feel like I'm just kind of having a therapy session, but that's, I mean, obviously we all need it. Seriously. I think that social media has brought on like a ton of this. Cause when I hear you say that, I think does the gratifying aspect, like, where does it come from? Does it come from, oh my gosh, people are aware of us. And I don't even, I can't even speak to like what it feels like to be in your four walls, right? Because that's where you have to live and you have to stay there. So where else do you find those people? However, like, are you one that typically wants or you enjoy a lot of friends or are you like, no, I have a handful of really good people. I've always had like a handful of really good people. I am mm-hmm. noticing as I get older, I don't know if it's that I'm getting older or if that this medical journey has opened me up to other bubbles. I think my really good friends that I've had since college and elementary school, like they will always be there for me. And then maybe that's why I question, like, are these new people, like, do they, they're new, like, they don't know. And maybe some of it goes back to what we've talked about, like old Sue's versus new Sue's. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like all of my friendships have a sacred spot to them. And all of my friendships bring something to my life that one of the other ones cannot, right? And they're never going to be perfect friendships, but they fulfill something that is really important to me and valuable. I kind of honor them at the place they are. Right. And I also think that friends come and go and it's sad. Sometimes it's super sad. It's like, I don't want this friendship to end or not be as present as it used to be. However, at the time in our lives where we're at, which can be really lonely and you crave specific type of friendships, it just not may like it may not be meshing at that time. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely like understand and relate to you in that sense of like old Diane versus new Diane or how I wish I had the time to give to these friends. And I don't feel like I do. And it, it does make me super sad. I don't know. I, I want so bad for you to like know how people see you from the outside. And I think that's hard because I mean, I've had insecurities my whole life. Like I've said three times already, that stuff flares up occasionally in the midst of all of this. I mean, we did an episode with one of your best friends and afterwards I spiraled because I was like, you could be doing this with her. Like, why am I here? You gave me grace and you let me have my week. And that stuff that affected me before still affects me. I just don't have enough time to dwell on it. And then it bubbles its ugly head and then my kid crashes and it goes away and I never get to process Mm -hmm. that week of going, well, Diane doesn't need me Mm -hmm. because I have to push it away. So I never get to fix or process or adjust my mindset because the next week my kid crashes and I'm in the ICU again. Do you feel like you ever stop to think like, and honor what you bring to the table and really think about like your strengths versus your weaknesses. As far as like friendships and stuff go, I don't as far as what about just like personally, there was a light switch moment for me where I, in the beginning of this part of it may have been postpartum depression and anxiety too. But in the beginning of this, I was like, I can't do this. I can't be a parent. I can't 
handle this medical child. I can't. And then I don't know what it was, but there was like a switch that went off. And I was like, I am damn good at this. Mm -hmm. There are not many people that could manage the crap show that I'm managing on a daily basis. There are certain things that I am not insecure about anymore. And that is one of them. Like, I have days where I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. Like, go the F to sleep. But I always know in the back of my mind, as far as that goes, I am damn good at being my kid's mom. I love that. I say to my husband often, I feel like you're a better dad than I am a mom. And not because I don't think that I'm necessarily a good mom, but I feel like he's really patient. I feel like he's calm. I feel like he's steady. You know, I, I just think that he, he's fun. So like speaking outside of mm-hmm. medical, which I know is hard for you. How do you feel as like a person aside from motherhood? Do you ever think about your strengths and weaknesses as a person? Not regularly. I think I did prior to motherhood. Mm-hmm. And I think part of this is that I lost a lot of myself yeah. when becoming a medical mom. Um, I mean, this literally lost, is your whole life. I lost what I thought my future was going to be. Mm-hmm. I lost, you know, like when I grew up, my parents worked hard. They had money. And they would send me and my sister to my grandparents' house. And my parents would go on vacation, just the two of them, for a week. And I always thought, like, when I was pregnant, like, you know, we'll, we'll get through the first year. And then we'll, we'll be able to, Mike and I will reconnect. We'll leave, we'll leave the kids with grandparents and we'll go. And we'll, we'll do, like, I mean, I spent my whole, I've spent my whole life traveling. Mm-hmm. I have family in Switzerland. And in third grade, my mom took me to Switzerland for the first time. And in fourth grade, she put me on a plane by myself for the first time. And I went to Switzerland for a month. And like, I saw a lot of things. I did a lot of things. And where I'm at right now is so far from the person that I thought I was going to be. Like I thought I had, I don't think we booked it. So Lorelai was due in April. We had plans to take baby Lorelai to Switzerland in November of that year. And I mean, like, that's how, dra- like, I can't even take her to the grocery store, never mind, put her on an airplane and take her to Europe. And I think I've just lost so much of who I thought my future was going to be that it it puts me back to where, like, I was confident traveling. I was confident writing. I was confident in doing these things for me. And now I'm so knee deep in the grief of losing what I thought I had and then reestablishing, sure, you were good at traveling. You were good at seeing the world. You were good at helping people in third world countries. Like you did mission trips, you ran businesses, like you were very good at that, but now you have none of that. Mm -hmm. So now you have to figure out who you are inside your four walls, like starting all over. Do you feel like really trapped? I do. I absolutely do. I feel trapped. I, you know, we went on vacation a couple weeks ago to the Outer Banks and I cried all the way home. I cried because we were leaving vacation. I cried because vacation was really good. I cried because we didn't have therapies. We didn't have doctor's appointments. We didn't have things. I could take my kids for walks. 
I could do things, you know, and feel lighter. I cried because my life at home is really, really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that my kid was going to crash two days later and we were going to be in the ICU again. So home, home is more risky. I mean, like in reality, vacation is more risky because I'm not at my hospital, but like home is where the shit happens. Isn't that how Mm -hmm. the saying goes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I can't even pretend to sit in your shoes or that chair, but I feel like what I can tell you is that watching you, like forget about you being a mom. I mean, I know we, it's not easy to say that, but taking your kids out of the equation, I know it's probably not something you want to be admired for. I haven't even known you that long. And I see everything of what you said, like ingrained in you. I see that, you know, like you being an incredible businesswoman and having the confidence to travel and do new things. Like I see all that in you. I have told so many people because I think it can easily go without saying that like we have a very unique friendship that from a friend perspective of Susan Gagan, that you absorb things and you power through. I think the uniqueness of our friendship, it's so incredible because like there is a lot of baggage and I think anyone would be lying (laughs) if they said that you didn't have that. But there's so much beauty in which like you process it and you always come back to the table and you do it over and over. And I love meeting you where you're at. I mean, that's, that's something that I love doing because like our friendship, I can't say it gets hard because it doesn't, but I don't know. It's a really unique and interesting thing that I've never shared with anybody, like a friendship like yours. Um, it's because we have never I'm, hugged. I know we will, but it's not because of that. It's because life is hard and finding relationships that people can meet you where you're at, even when it's hard and stay there and say like, okay, when, when you need me, I'm here. When I need you, I know you're there no matter how I act or how I treat you, or if we've talked this whole week or haven't talked. And I guarantee that, well, I don't, I can't speak for you, but like, having those types of friends, like I know that those doctors, that's exactly what they are for you, you know, and they're, I know they're your friends because they can put up boundaries and be like, Mm -hmm. yep, there's the crazy lady. And I'm not here to like, you know, try and make you feel better just because I, you know, see your insecurities, but I just want you to know, like seeing you from the outside, like I always try and think like, how does God see me? Like who I who am I in his eyes? And that's how I want Mm -hmm. to see other people. Like that's how I try all the time. We're going to take a quick pause. Hey, are you a medical or special needs mom? Yeah. Yeah. You, I'm talking to you. We have a club called the 4am mom club. It's a bunch of us moms. We get together. We, I don't know. We, we talk about life and kids and we have some really cool professionals who have kind of come in and we have a fascia fix and we have a home organizer and we have all these cool people who are coming to love on mamas like us. So join the club. If you go to www.4am-mom-club.com, you can get more information and join us. There's actually a video of Diane and I talking. So if you want to see our faces, you could go there and watch. See you there. 
Because when you have, not to get on the home health subject here, but when you have people in your house, whether it's Mm -hmm. an attendant or a nurse or whatever, you are literally opening your doors and saying, come into my house, come into my life, see everything, see my mess, see Mm -hmm. my dust balls, see how I fold my laundry, see me with unbrushed hair and no makeup. You are opening yourself up to these people who are coming into your house in some of your rawest forms. That's where I get insecure. It's not necessarily opening my home up, but it's people seeing like my lack of organization. I feel like I don't remember anything. My creativity just like rules my brain and my body mm-hmm. and trying to keep up with like the medical stuff, the doctors, the insurance, the paperwork, the lack of lists. My other kids is, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm constantly forgetting stuff and mm-hmm. I feel scatterbrained. And that's where I am incredibly insecure because I feel like I cannot manage a household if my life depended on it. Mm-hmm. And what, and do other people see that? I'm sure other people see that and think like, that's just her. No big deal. That's how she manages a household. But I see it as like, oh my gosh, I'm the most unorganized, unreliable, you know, person that can come. And then I feel like I owe these people things. And I'm trying so hard now to be like, this is what I can do, period. And I'm really sorry if I let you down. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't do whether it's my clients or, you know, it, that does get really hard. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. So like if there's moms who are listening, like I'm curious what kind of insecurities other people feel. Is it parent related, parenthood related? Is it related to your body? Like we talked about like your body changing after having kids. Is it marriage? Is marriage? it finances? Yeah. Is it, I mean, that's probably another one that we didn't even touch on. No. Like I don't think... I mean, we're, we're really fortunate, you know, like we're by no means rich, but we're just very fortunate. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I could have any amount of money in the bank that I'd feel secure. Well, and you know, in that last interview we just had, that organization was helping someone with gas money to get to their doctor's appointments. Like Mm -hmm. I can thankfully say that that has never been a concern of mine, Mm -hmm. but could you imagine to the mom out there who is insecure about not being present enough because she's having to work around the clock to make money to put gas in the car to get their kid to the hospital. I have a lot of anxiety about, is the car seat ready in case we have an emergency and we need to go? I have never had the anxiety of, do I have enough money to make sure that the car can go? And, you know, I mean, like we all have struggles Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I imagine that that's a stress and an anxiety that some people have. Absolutely. I don't know. And that's why, like, I think when I feel hurt by somebody else, I just have to step back or I try to so hard and just wait. And sometimes that person shows back up and I'm like, I, and, and not to sound like self-righteous, you know, not to sound like, Oh, I'm amazing at this, but like everybody deserves grace because I feel like I've been shown so much grace. Mm-hmm. Like people try to understand and see it from where I'm standing. I also want to be held accountable when I need to be held accountable. However, like I want to give that to other people because every single 
one of us, no matter who you are, what you're worth, what kind of family life you have, has struggles. Every single person. And it is totally affecting who we are at the present moment. And so, I don't know. I would love to hear everyone else's. I wish we could have like guests on this show too, to, or this interview, just to be like, what are yours? We normally Tell have guests yours. on this show. We normally do have guests. We don't talk about this though. Like, I don't know. But Susan, coming full circle, you're such a good friend. And I'm happy to be your friend. You saying that is such a goofy smile on your face right now. Well, I am. I'm dead serious. Like this is such a unique thing that I don't know. God brought us together and like, it's not because of Lorelai. I mean, it, well, it was because our girls looked like twins. Well, I appreciate well, the pep talk. And I hope that, mm-hmm. I hope that me opening up helps other moms who may be feeling the same way about anything kind of helps them realize that they're not alone in these feelings because it's not comfortable for me to be like, hi, I'm Susan. And I don't feel like I have friends. <laughs> Do you think we should be like in a circle? please hi susan (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much we're not making fun of people in circles but yeah no we're totally not no like i mean it's not comfortable for any of us to put this stuff out there and i think too that having these conversations it's not comfortable but it's something that brings awareness to what we're all going through well and let's be honest we all have our shit and we all know we think about this Mm -hmm. like you're lying to yourself if you don't think about, do I have friends? Are they my real friends? Do do they actually want to hang out with me or is it because they feel bad for me? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. hard. It's well, hard. This is Susan. I feel like I need to go find a, a therapist. I have a therapist. Okay, <laughs> this well, is Susan. I feel like and I, I need actually to go. need to find a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> this is Susan and I feel like I need to go to therapy now. Yeah, you that's should go on a walk. That would feel so good. I should, except my mom has been helping with the kids all morning because this is our second back-to-back episode and she needs to leave. Yeah. This is Diane and I have to go take sale of the PT. Bye, guys. Bye. We know you have so many choices on how to spend your time. Thank you so much for choosing to spend it with us. We would be honored to hear your unique, complicated, and hope-filled stories. We would love for you to connect with us and share your story on our website, www.whenautumncomes.com, and you can find us on social media at When Autumn Comes Podcast. Also, check us out at 4AM Mob Club, where we will be sharing our middle-of-the-night shenanigans, Etsy finds, Netflix faves, and other things that get us through. We would love for you to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You'll continue to hear unique stories, feel a whole lot of comfort and connection, and hopefully share in a few laughs. We are new to the podcasting world, so this show is produced by yours truly. With hope and a whole lot of excitement, Diane and Susan. See you next time.